and welcome to Please Watch This, a film podcast where two film-loving mates with gaps in their viewing history recommend films to each other so they can once and for all answer the question, who has better taste? I'm Sam Blakely and as always I'm joined by Hugh Dempsey. Hugh, how are you? Hi Sam, I'm alright. Not, not bad, not bad, not bad. Um, yeah, how are Glad you? Hear it. Yeah, I'm pretty good, pretty good. Uh, just had a offer on a new place accepted to to rent, not to buy. Uh, so we're moving house pretty soon, so that's pretty exciting news in my life yeah but but the, the sad news there is um listeners might, <laughs> might obviously not going to know the layout i know exactly Sam's what he's going to talk about <laughs> he has um <laughs> he has some alcoves in his he used this um, word alcoves in his living room do you have this word in your language <laughs> alcoves in english yeah and so every time i see sam i always make that joke from in bruges and now sadly um we're not going to be yeah. able to do this joke although i have a slight indentations in my wall, so I think I think when you came around to mine, I think you did that joke. It's last inevitable, time, so and it always so. will happen. And you know, there will be some alcoves, but it's a modern fireplace rather than a big chimney thing, so it's less of a less of an issue. But more importantly than anything that's happened to me or you, Hugh, we're joined once again for what must be the tenth time by Ben Dawson. Ben, it's uh, not been that long since upgrade. Have you had a, a busy month or so? Um, I guess so. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't feel that long since, yeah, since I was here. Well, uh, how are you guys doing? Yeah, you good? The real oh. question is, the real question is, Ben, do, do you do you have alcoves? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Do you have any alcoves? <laughs> My flat's that small that it's probably just one alcove. <laughs> I live in the you alcove. In alcove. <laughs> you merely adopted the light. Um, <laughs> it's, it's good to have you back. It's good to have you back. Oh, another thing I did this week, I appeared on a on a podcast, not at all to do with film, but I'll just give a quick shout out to the Four Pillars podcast. It's about keeping a balanced life, and that it's uh, it's good ten minute episodes. So a little shout out to my boy, to my boy Jay. Uh, so Ben, the reason we've got you on is because about a year ago you mentioned um, this film, Good Time, that we're going to talk about today. When you know, me and Hugh not being film buffs really first heard about the idea of A24 when we did Midsummer last Halloween and this was very much one that you recommended. So That's I'll be right. picking your brain today on why you love it so much and uh, and why we'd recommend it. So I think we're good to go. We've got all the playful banter out of the way. Hugh's on his phone. So Ben, you and I are going to talk for 10 minutes and, <laughs> <I'm just writing laughs> and then Hugh can perk up after the break. So um, I'll give a very quick synopsis. If you haven't seen the film listener it is on netflix in the uk do go watch it before you listen we are full of spoilers it's got robert battinson and uh he is a sort of scuzzball new york petty criminal he starts the film by breaking his his little brother out of uh, a session he's sort of developmentally disabled and they go and rob a bank in a very slapdash kind of way it doesn't end up well and he spends the whole film Basically, trying to bail out or break out his brother from jail and then uh, prison. Uh, sorry, from uh, jail and then hospital. And it's just his solutions end up causing more problems that he then tries to find solutions to that cause more problems. I mean, that's that's essentially the film. And it's um, it's what Robert Benson has said that uh, the Safdies have called their new genre, panic. And it really, really does fundamentally <laughs> encapsulate that. So Ben, I'm going to start with you as our guest of honor. What is it that uh, that you love about this film? Well, it, it it reminds me of a lot of films that I love. Um, I love films that are set in over one night. Mm. I love that sort of uh, gritty realism, that like sort of frantic documentary style. Um, I thought since the cinematography was amazing and the soundtrack as well. Oh, it's brilliant! brilliant. That sort of synthy, um, just yeah. pulsing electro. Oh, let, let it works especially well with like the the. the the shots like of the cars driving at night and through the yeah through the like neon drenched New York. I think it, it really gives a good sense of place. Like it, it's like tangible. You can feel it. You feel the realism there. It reminds me of a lot of films that are slightly different, but like there's a the, uh, the film Collateral reminds me of right, you know, right. the great film. One of, probably one of my favourite films. Actually, you've seen that? Song? No, I haven't. I, I sort of know what you mean in terms of the like <laughs> oh, the vibe of the film. Yeah, yeah. After Hours as well. After Hours is a great, great Martin Scorsese film. Um, not many people have seen it that I know of, and it's set in one night. It's more of a comedy, but it, it is a brilliant film. If you like this, you'll like After Hours. Right. Um, but yeah, I think the pace is 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 intense. Like there's a fast pace to it. I really like films as well where the it. Where they have an unsympathetic character as your main mm, character, yeah, yeah. 
and it's really difficult to do to get you to to get you to go along with that character and and to not really empathise with him, but really just to watch what he's doing and really get on board with what he's doing. Like I wouldn't say yeah. like I was on board with what he's doing, but it, but you're still it, it doesn't alienate him, aren't you. Yeah, yeah, in a way. But you're rooting I for think him. It's it's crazy. I think that's down to the down to Robert Pattinson. I mean, he's such 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 a great performance in in this film. Yeah. Um, so charismatic, but it is it's such a mor- like it's the things he does is, is terrible. Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to be his friend, but um, it, it, it manages not to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he manages not to alienate you. Robert Pattinson. (laughs) (laughs) It sort of of reminds me of a lot of films from the 70s where it's got this non-judgmental style where it just trusts the audience to kind of let you make up your own mind. Um, It really flies in the face of that that received wisdom, like you say, of you have to have a sympathetic character who saves the cat at the start and so on. You're like, no, this guy is... A fuck up from the start you know he's breaking yeah, his brother out yeah. to go rob a bank with him when he clearly isn't culpable for his actions yeah and i think that mate like that sort of says like the un- unpredictable plot which i really loved like because you don't know what he's going to do next or what his yeah. plans are and he just goes from one thing to another without without thinking about it without planning i think one it's... of the redeemable characters uh, character traits that he has or one of the things that filmmakers often give to an unsympathetic unsympathetic <laughs> protagonist is that he's resourceful and he's quick on his feet you know uh, just yeah. sort of things like when he goes and he, he has to and he has to find out which floor his brother's on in the hospital and he's got a great way of kind of conning his way into that and then con and then it starts talking to the police officer and immediately comes up with a story and he is very sharp usually mm. it's not fully thought out and it ends up bad but he, yeah, he thinks on his feet really quickly, and uh, and I think that's Definitely. one of the reasons why you like him. Yeah, and they give him this thing as well, like where he, he I think, a lot like he, he likes like dogs like him, and animals like him, which I think is yeah. really subtle. It's a subtle thing, like it's it's like, but it kind of makes you get on his side a bit more, and like you know, the, especially the, end of the dog. You don't trust people who don't who dogs don't yeah, like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so they can they can be a fuck up on screen for ninety minutes and. Uh, but it, it is. Don't, like, don't, don't get me, don't get me wrong. He's a terrible terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> but again, and I guess it's also like you know a way that you get people to sympathise with the character is throw shit at them, you know, and throw sticks yeah. at them and, and give them an awful time. And yeah, like you said, I mean, the intensity is the is the most. Um, sort of appealing thing about this film and the thing that you come away from the film, you know, having had a... I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've all seen Uncut Gems mm. as well, you know, it's like a panic yeah. attack in a film. Um, and that's what they do, more intense. <laughs> that is, yeah, and that's just like builds and it's. I think it's a longer film as well. And like what they do is they'll have a scenario where it's stressful enough, like the, the pink dye pack's gone off when, they're, when they've robbed the money and they've got to wash it off and, and so on. But then you've got the guy hammering on the door, like, come on, it's yeah. only for customers. Like, really <laughs> over-pushy about it's only for customers. Like, they, maybe they'll buy some, you know, pizza when they come out. Um, or, like, in, in any other film, you'd have the, the bit where he gets to the old lady's house and Crystal's house would be like this oasis of calm in the middle. You know, like in Age of Ultron when they go to Hawkeye's a house and they just have a bit of character, like, so they sit down and stuff. But it's just like, everything's so fucking stressful about that house. Like, you, if you want to use the phone, you've got to keep it plugged in. We don't have lights, so you just got to put the TV on, on um, like, what do you call it, a static, you know, white noise yeah. stuff. Everything's just, oh, God. And then, like, then the guy wakes up and he's shouting and nothing's going right for anybody. I think, yeah, another good example of that is at the Bonds, Bonds like, Bondsman yeah. place where yeah. everything just builds on top of one. <laughs> yeah. He's on the phone and then his, his girlfriend's on the phone. She's going just crazy, like, the yeah. And, and the, like the Bonds guy's got like two phones going at one, he's on two phone calls. And that, that scene was most like Uncut Gems, like the whole of Uncut yeah. Gems is just that yeah. scene over and over again, just everybody telling him. And it's, it's so stressful, isn't it? I've been doing a lot of work from home recently and I've had like you know I'll have like emails and things to do on my iPad but I've also got to have an app open on my phone and everything's going too slowly it's just so stressful and this film really does a good I mean I wouldn't want to watch this yeah. films like this more than once a month I think like, like do you enjoy no, no, this film no. for, for your like stress yeah it's not nice <laughs> it's yeah. definitely definitely darkly comic as well like some a lot of funny funny bits in that like pure dark comedy yeah without any punchlines just Actually, yeah, just give you a little laugh. I mean, are there things that um, that you didn't like about it, or that you think you might not like about it? it? Yeah, well, I think obviously, it's films like with an unsympathetic main character. 
you're at, you know, I can see why people wouldn't like those type of films because, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it's not it's unconventional style. It's like you know, it's you, you really got to. It's a really difficult film to make in a way to get people on board. I, I read a I read a review, um, or I, I watched a review on YouTube that said it, it. You know, if you watch the first ten minutes of this film, you'll know if you're going to like the film or not. Yeah, that's good. So I think if you're not on board with it straight away, it's quite. It's really there's a lot of close up shots, which. Uh, it can be can be very intrusive, like if you know what I mean. It's kind mm-hmm. of kind of difficult to take in because you don't see what's going on, or you don't see the setting. You're just focused, really focused on the characters. It's so striking Which, that, isn't it? When you notice it after five, ten, or fifty minutes, whenever you notice it, you go, mm. "Yeah, this has basically just been all close-ups of characters." And you realise how uh, how much at the mercy of the filmmaker you are to like release relieve tension. You know, like you say mm. to just to see the geography of the room. All I want to know is like. What they what they look like not not it's focusing on their faces. In it's disorientating. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, if 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 you're not if you don't really like those sort of intense style films, then then yeah, I can see uh, I can see uh, you not liking it. Yeah, I agree. I think that was the only thing I picked up on was that maybe the unlikable protagonist. But I find it hard to think that somebody would actively dislike this film other than maybe they were so stressed out by it that they would dislike it (laughs) (laughs) but we'll we'll find out so you know we've had uh, plenty of dilly dallying so after the break we're going to find out Hugh's views join us after the break Welcome back. So it's time. We are going to find out Hugh's views. As we always do, Hugh, tell us what you liked about Good Time. Yeah, so I had a good time watching Good Time, I guess. Um, <laughs> but in a, like you say, in a very uncomfortable way. <laughs> it's quite a, it's a very, it's horrible time. It's, all, it's To praise it, it is a, it's an uncomfortable film, isn't it? It's so like anxiety inducing throughout it just because you're yeah. like it's like being on a roller coaster basically <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. a really shitty fair ride <laughs> adventure because <laughs> you just literally don't know what's going to happen next do you you like like um i'll tell you one thing i did like about this film and you know i'll give give the old spoiler warning here but the fact that he got the wrong person out of hospital that's brilliant it's, yeah that that is quite clever <laughs> i think in a way like it's just it's so unconventional you just assume that it's his brother. And I was watching it thinking, oh, that guy seems a bit more switched on than the brother. I didn't even realise for like a good minute or it two. It took me a good minute or so, yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. And you're like, oh no, he's got somebody who looks like him. But yeah, I don't know if he's... You guys were saying during your like, uh, what you, you know, what you like about the film. I don't know if he's wholly unsympathetic. He's clearly a criminal, but he's got, like you said, he's got he's got a strong love for his brother. And he's literally, everything he's doing is for his brother in this film. At no point is he motivated solely for himself. Well, I think that is a talking point I came up with, which was, yeah, does he care for his brother? Is it about getting his brother out because he loves him so much? Or does does he feel guilty or does he miss having a, you know, a bank robbing wingman? (laughs) Is it just love for his brother? That's how, well, this is why I read it. Sorry, go on, Ben. Yeah, I was just saying this is what I like, this is why I like these kind of films. It kind of leaves it open to the audience. It's sort of ambiguous. So I mean, the thing for me is the thing that tipped me over the edge for not liking him was what he did to the security guard at the event. Yeah, end. like yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you couldn't come back from that for me. Like, what, where he, to do that to someone? But so. where he beat him up. And then, yeah, well, I well, suppose it was yeah. uh, it was Ray that that uh, drowned him in LSD, wasn't it? But, <laughs> well, but yeah, so definitely yeah. the way he battered him was horrible. Yeah, yeah. I, On his love for his brother, I mean, this is uh, Robert Pattinson uh, talking about it. He says that um, uh, it, it's a very one-sided kind of love, and he's not even listening to what his brother's saying to him. He's just a narcissist, but a narcissist still loves too. The love for him is as real as any normal person would feel it, but it's also this toxic, delusional kind of love. He does genuinely love his brother, but you really don't want to be loved by someone like that. Right, that's interesting. Which is a good way, a, a good way of putting it that he does love him, but it's not in a way that we would yeah, normally recognise. He's clearly a character who's like, he's not socially well adjusted, is he? Do you know what I mean? No. Uh, no. You know, he goes. You know, the first thing time you see him, he barges into a psychiatrist's office and tells him that what he's, you know, he's being mean to this person he's trying to help, and he's like, "Yeah, would you like, you know, would you like it if I made you cry?" <laughs> you know. 
I do find it weirdly redeeming or something or complicating that he doesn't get fucked up when he could. So when he's with Crystal and she offers him weed, he says he's immune to it. But I'm thinking maybe he's trying to keep a clear head because he's got a mission ahead. And then when they go to Barkhad Abdi's um, like flat and Ray's just downing all that booze, he's just like judges him for it. I'm you know? the security guard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else do I like about it? Um, yeah, the film's got great tension. Um, Robert Pattinson's very good in this film. Um, like you said, Ben, the camera's very intimate with you in this film. It, th- there's a lot of close-ups, which at first I found a bit distracting, and then they kind of gave you a bit more scope and pulled out a bit and gave you a bit more context for where... Like in that, like you said, in that first like couple of minutes when he's... Uh, when Nick's with the psychiatrist, it literally you don't even see you can't even you see you can't even see his hairline. It's so close up on yeah. his face, you know. So yeah. you just I, I I'm not entirely sure what that scene does for the film, other than establish that Nick's got mental deficiencies. If that makes mm. if that's what's what's the right. And word. I think you know it's we could we could spend a long time praising Robert Pattinson and he's fantastic in this and for many people it was the role that really made people made him stand out as a proper actor and he did, there's a lot of talk about his preparation and his dedication to the role and living in a basement in Harlem for two months and all that sort of stuff but there is a lot of praise. <laughs> to be fair, Robert it? Pattinson looks like the kind of guy who'd do that anyway. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, he said he was just eating tuna and to lose a bit of weight and he just never cleaned and it just stunk in this place so he kind of got into that character. But Benny. Safdie's amazing in this and they did talk about how they they considered hiring somebody with some sort of uh, developmental disability but mm. they said that from a moral ethical standpoint it didn't seem right when they had kind of action sequences and fight sequences and so on that they could if it was just right. dialogue they'd be happy to um, and also Benny Safdie knew he could do it because he, he, I think he had a character lineup for something nearly a decade before this um, and he, he was stunning because I think if you didn't know he was the director you could definitely come away thinking is that an actor with an actual disability? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, so he does well in his role. Um, obviously, I like the guy who plays Ray, this unfortunate guy who's kind of dragged into this situation. And then... Yeah, like, buddy, he, like, I was... Something I meant to... Yeah, I was going to ask you both was, would it have been more interesting if this film had just followed Ray on his day out of coming out of uh, out of prison because he has a great day <laughs> or he has an interesting it's day so it does though in a way yeah. a flashback in there <laughs> well apparently that's Buddy's basically happened to Buddy Duress so he was um, this is just IMDB trivia the guy who plays um, Nick's therapist he's actually a criminal defence attorney and he was defending Buddy Duress like weeks before shooting this film he came oh, out of prison and apparently crazy. he basically that, that happened to him that day <laughs> I think he was in um, their second, first or second film Heaven Knows what which I've not seen but yeah, it's it's yeah. um, you know charting the life of a, a drug addicted homeless lady in New York mm. and he's in that and so I, th- I assume also went through those problems I really don't know but uh, um, yeah he seems to have that I'll tell you what else I liked I like the fact that um, you don't know which way the film's going to go you have no idea what's going to happen next you know it is kind of described as like an odyssey sort of adventure so it's I, 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 yeah, I wasn't. I just didn't know what was going to happen. Like, I still don't understand why they go to the the security guard's flat. I was kind of a bit, I was a bit perplexed by that decision. But I guess he needed somewhere to live. I guess low, it's I somewhere guess. they know that no one's going to be for yeah, a while. Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? it was just... <laughs> but it's a ballsy move. It's another yeah. thing. It's like Connie does these things on the spur of the moment that are pretty smart, but mm. also really stupid and reckless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does have some sympathy when he goes into that woman's um, room in the hospital he gives mm. her the drink um, even though yeah. he drinks of it himself but he does give it to her <laughs> steals her wheelchair um, I like <laughs> imagine that like you know I, I know I stole the wheelchair yes and I stole her uh, yoghurt but I did feed her a, a thimbleful <laughs> he has a, such a menacing look on his face <laughs> um, like, what's this woman got against him I think, I think the end of the film's quite realistic as well despite yeah. the fact that yeah. Buddy ends up falling to his presumed death I guess he probably yeah, he probably definitely died. <laughs> he's squashed, yeah. yeah he's, he's, um, yeah, I knew as soon as he climbed out there, I was like, oh, that guy's falling. <laughs> that... in, the, in this film, he's not going to survive. No, that was, he was the Chekhov's gun, wasn't he? Within about three, three seconds of him getting out there. Um, and I, I've written down in my notes, it's got a realistic ending, I feel. And that's part of the uh, part of the film, is that he just gets arrested and then it ends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... I saw a... Uh... 
I saw a discussion on Reddit about whether it was a positive or a negative ending. Uh, it's that's interesting. interesting. I'd say well, it's, that's it, like it's it's a negative ending for that character because yeah he he's going well, he's going to go to prison for robbing the bank because his brothers because he's on the he's on the uh, the TV isn't he on the news mm. his, um, I'm guessing his brother must have well they must have seen the die on him and just put two and two together I'm guessing but that's the that's the one of the I think probably the most heartbreaking moment in the film when at the end when they're doing the prompts. You know, and uh, and Nick's there, and, and the yeah. prompt is, "If uh, you've had problems with a, a family member or a sibling, and he walks across the room, that's mm. just really, it's over the credits, so you could be forgiven for just like letting it melt into the background." But that was a really poignant, heartbreaking. Yeah, I thought. So, I think I'll get into maybe what I didn't like about this film, um, just so we get a bit of balance. Is I, I didn't like the end of the film. Now, whether it be positive or negative, I feel like it just it ends quite abruptly, and. There's no, I don't know. There's no closure with it. It's just he's presumably going to prison, and his brother's in like a um, mental health hospital or something, isn't he? And that's kind of the inference. That's um, yeah. I love the uh, I love the shot of him in the car, like where he just looks like you know, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think that shot was like on was the on the poster as well. Wasn't yeah, it? Like, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of ruins it a bit as well, doesn't it? Because I did see it on IMDb. And I, no, I loved it. I loved uh, the ending. I did. I thought it was. Well, this is it. It's, really well. it's simultaneously a good ending because it's like, yeah, this is probably what would happen in real life. But at the same time, it's it felt like a bad film ending for me. So, and I, yeah, but it's 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 in it's in the keeping with the turn isn't it if this was like a James Bond film or something you'd be like oh what? what's a weird ending because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> it's just gritty I, awfulness I legitimately didn't realise I'd got to the end of the film and thought there was going to be like another 10-15 minutes and you'd see more of Robert Pattinson's character and I didn't realise that was the end and then I was like oh that was a bit disappointing so yeah. it's a short film isn't it it's, uh, it's about 95 minutes yeah so on balance mm. it's I enjoyed it's a, it's a well made film it's well acted it's well written the dialogue's good you know it's not easy to get naturalistic dialogue for, like, and have people have realistic interactions. Um, it it its pacing's a bit slow at times. I thought you thought it was quite, it was good, well paced. I thought it was a little slow when they ended up going to that old lady's house. Um, yeah. But that scene, but that's good. That scene itself is good because it's you you know you know that he's on the news. He ends up trying to basically kiss um, Crystal. And starts making out with her because he thinks to try and stop her from seeing it. You know, and <laughs> and he's got to follow through with it in one of the creepiest yeah. sex scenes I've ever. The way he's leaning over, it's horrible, looming over and holding, pinning her down. Yeah, yeah, it's very. Um, yeah, it's not nice that scene. And then he he ends up just sleazy. He ends up yeah. essentially like casting her aside, doesn't he? You know, he just she ends up getting. Not arrested, but like the cops are like, "What are you doing out here? Where are you going? What's what's going on?" You know, and she is. Mm. It's weird life. that they arrest her because he's like, "No, that she's definitely not." Yeah. I mean, he did the right thing in not like making it seem like he knew her, but it's weird that they arrested her for walking along. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that she doesn't say anything either, which is interesting. I thought maybe that's yeah. Yeah, so he kind of just you know he beget he begot begot her. Is that the word? Is that the word I'm looking for? No, no. That's, 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 <laughs> that, that's when you uh, yeah have, you have a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah forsake, he forsakes her, doesn't he? That's the word I'm looking he for. Forsakes her, yeah. Yeah, forsakes her. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Mites her down. Yeah, he has this weird, weird control over her, doesn't he? Like, yeah, like, she's sixteen. Got, those you know sleazy, I mean? but those sleazy guys do, don't they? There's always like there's, yeah. those girls that go for the older guys and stuff. Like, it's a weird. Thing. I mean, he I, just has to be slightly deeper than once and. That's it, really. I legitimately had to like Google how old she was, <laughs> just to, yeah. for my own peace of mind, quite frankly. Because he's like what twenty seventeen. He'd have been about thirty or something. Thirty one. Yeah, thirty one. Yeah, thirty one when he made this. So yeah. So, but that's my only negative about the film is I, I'm just not maybe the biggest fan of the ending. I thought there'd be more to it, to be honest. But I, but I get. But I, I think like that's that's works. come up that's come up before, isn't it? Where I think I feel like you often prefer a more cinematic ending you know and they're more like but well if only to like you like you said it it fits the film doesn't it yeah if only to have always realistic endings i'd watch documentaries and read the news all the time you know what i mean sometimes (laughs) you know you watch films for the the way they can surprise you 
it really does with that in mind then let's get into some favorite scenes ben you're our guest i think you're the you're the man for the job what would you if you had to pin it down to one what would be a favorite scene i think i think you, you talked we talked about it about having the it sort of bookended in it by the two scenes with uh with Benny Safty, mm. and I think the it's sort of this calmness kind of thing before the, you know, before it kicks off, and then, and then at the end, the ending just got me like just it's with the, when the soundtrack kicked in. Oh, that Iggy, Iggy Pop song! Pop. Oh, that's beautiful. And it it's it just it just got it just floored me. I was just like, what? <laughs> I just couldn't I, like you know, I, I was a tear in my eye and everything. So yeah, I think that's my that was my favorite scene. It, it just finished off the film brilliant like i mean yeah i mean the the whole films are sort of one you know one trip through it all like it's sort of like a nightmare dream kind of thing (laughs) yeah the last uh the last scene definitely well yeah it's powerful and i think it seems like it's the first bit of music with lyrics in it i think in the whole film so that gives it this human quality i think my i I find it really difficult i don't even think this is necessarily my favorite scene but it's just the one that came to mind it was the, the theme park um scenes kind of thing I just think that's where the chaos really erupts and again with that um, you know chaotic tension where there's not a there's not a light switch in this place it's a let's turn on a fun fair and it's just all this horribleness it's like they can't catch a break Hugh, what would you say in America your... are definitely different aren't they because in that like, horrible, there's like women with the really sexy yeah, and yeah like, horrible. I missed out on those as a kid eh? <laughs> yeah that seemed weird isn't it that one when they're in the fun fair because it's it's they're quite again. It's like it, he's very clever that he's like, oh, we'll impersonate the guard when the now the cops are here, yeah, and give him some, yeah, yeah give yeah. him some acid so he's tripping balls so he doesn't say who he is. <laughs> it works really well. Yeah. How about you, Hugh? What was your favourite scene? Um, I was torn between the the heist at the beginning, which is really well mm. done. Which you know we've watched a few heists on this film, haven't we? At podcast even. Uh, yeah, place beyond the pines. That's some good uh, ones. Stands out. Yeah, well, that might have yeah. been the only one. Actually, now I think about it. But, I was, I think that <laughs> but was... there's, there's a lot of similarities <laughs> between that and this, aren't there? Yeah, because it's like small bank, isn't it? But it's it's definitely yeah, and I quite liked that scene because it was just it was quite tense, and then they kind of get away, and you think, oh, they've got away with it, and then the mm. scene continues, and the tension builds back up. But I also really liked the the escape from the hospital where he manages to get uh, Ray, I think the character's called, from the hospital. That's right. Um, I, yeah, I just like the the tension. Like, have you ever want, have you ever felt have you ever watched a film where you've been tense about a um, bus <laughs> stair, <laughs> the uh, hydraulic yeah, the wheel lift. chairlift? <laughs> chairlift yeah. I never thought I'd watch, I've never looked at one of those chairlifts and gone, oh, I can make a Hollywood film out of this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, the IT crowd make a good punchline out of it, but uh, I'd never seen anybody make a yeah horror beat out of it. Yeah, that is good. It's incredibly tense, and it showcases a lot of his best qualities, doesn't it? In, in thinking fast and being ruthless. Yeah, he's very ballsy, isn't he? <laughs> he's ballsy, and it works. You know, it, it really works for him. Um, favorite lines? Then did you both find that there's not many? witty slick lines because of the real like it's such a real not one um, at all I struggle yeah with this. it's really hard to find I read something though actually I read that the only the only Robert Pattinson and Benny Safdie had the script all the other characters were told I to saw that and I thought I don't understand it like I don't I feel like I feel like that can't be true do you know what I mean I, I, but you know IMDB said yeah. it so <laughs> <laughs> you know I think I, maybe I, it is maybe it isn't but. yeah that's it I, I thought I'm, I'm, I'll need to look that up um, I think my favourite line was when when um, Connie's trying to kind of keep Crystal sweet and keep her on the side in the car you know near the theme park mm. and he says you know what tonight as fucked up as it is I just think I think something very important is happening and it's deeply connected to my purpose and I think that you are somehow connected to it as well I mean do you feel that all, or do I just sound like a total faggot? And she's like, yeah, 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 doing it. goes, right, um, I'm just going to go take a shit in that guy's house. <laughs> totally kills it. And she's like, okay. It's the way he says it, though. I'm just going to take a shit in that guy's Yeah, that is yeah. Good. It's a good line, isn't it? Yeah. What, was, what would you say yours is, Hugh? Favourite line? Um, I wrote down, so you know when he's in the security guard's apartment? Oh, yeah. I said... Um, I put 
depending on the second. Um, so he goes, where Connie goes, look at you, you're drunk as shit and now you want to get real with me? That was uh, really good. I thought that's a great line. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, was, that's where he's like, yeah. it's one of the scenes that's on YouTube if you, if you type in good right. time where he's saying, you know, I am better than you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that that line because he's. It was kind of like, I'm not Tate. I'm not your friend. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't talk about my feelings or what's going on in my life. I'm just. <laughs> we're here to. I want some yeah. money because I found you this acid. So, and I need the money to get my brother out of prison or whatever. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that yeah. was. I must admit, that was it. That was that. The line you mentioned, Sam, and that line, they were the only two real standouts. So I'm hoping Ben's got got something. Yeah. Any more for you, Ben? Well, yeah, there's a couple of lines in the in the grandma's house that I quite like. So, like the, I, I, I think the dog theme as well. And he goes, "I think I was a dog." In, a few years. <laughs> in fact, I know I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they like me so much. <laughs> and then, and then I, I look, I, the laugh out, laugh out loud bit was when he, the guy wakes up and he realizes he's, he's, he's not, he's not, he's not his brother, and he's like holding down. He goes, "Be, be quiet! Like you're gonna wake up grandma." And he's like, what grandma? <laughs> So disorienting, and in that in that in those scenes as well, actually, when he's put the dye in his hair, and, and she's like, "What? Well, you just put you just put some dye in your yeah, kind of a weirdo, I guess." <laughs> it's like this weird first bit of self reflection from him. I thought, I do want to know yeah. him. I do want to. I don't want to hang out with him as a character, or like you know, have him near any of my valuables. But I do want to <laughs> find out more about him. He's an fascinating character, and obviously, you know, the accent is a big part of that. He's he's really done some great work on that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was laughing. There was an interview recently with Robert Pattinson, and he says he always has to do an accent in a film because he feels like he's not he's not <laughs> working if he's not doing an accent. <laughs> yeah, do you, do you two think that he's he's just blossomed into this like one of the most interesting actors out there? I think he's great personally. Yeah, but, yeah. Twilight, he, he's, he's really versatile. Yeah. Twilight was just great for his career, wasn't it? And you know, and it's almost more impressive that he does this stuff having been there. Uh, ben, what do you think? Are you are you uh, are you on the Patterson yeah. um, bandwagon? I mean, I was on it when he did those two Cronenberg films, right? Uh, Cosmopolis Co- and Cos- Cosmopolis and well, however you, you say it, and <laughs> the one. Oh, uh, um, stars, some star. I can't remember what it was. Map of the stars. Map of the yeah. stars. Yeah, yeah. He's other can. Can film. This one got a, a six-minute yeah. ovation. Apparently, it can this film. Yeah, yeah he's and he's mm. fascinating, isn't he? And for me, yeah, it was after seeing the, the Lost City of Zed. If you've seen that, right? I've that. That. not seen it. He's in that, and I didn't even realise it was him till about halfway through the film. Like, <laughs> well, that was it. Like, in, you probably have both read about the fact that this film they sort of tended to have permits or some of the permits for for the where they oh, where yeah. they filmed, yeah. but he was not recognised once, like out on New York streets. You know, this is still while he's incredibly famous because he's so different in his manner and his dress and all this sort of stuff. Even to the point that someone in a lift apparently asked him if he's uh, Bradley Cooper's bodyguard because mm. Bradley Cooper's apparently going to be filming around here. <laughs> he's so unrecognisable. Wow. He's in. Um... He's in a film I watched last night, The Devil All the Time. And he, oh, I really want to see can, that. He plays an even worse person in that. <laughs> <laughs> is he a, um, uh, what's the word, a prophet or a preacher? Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a preacher yeah. who is a, or just a terrible... I mean, there's a lot of evil people in that film. <laughs> he is a, he's up, definitely up there. Um, um, I mean, I was on board when I saw Tom Holland is in it, but now that I know... Good old Rob is in it. Then I'm, I'm sold. It's on Netflix. Mm. Maybe we'll do that in a couple of weeks. Um, a quick talking point then before we go for a little break. I asked you both to list your. I think we agreed on top five A24 films. Um, obviously, there's about a hundred of them now. Uh, <laughs> ben, I'll start with you as the person who basically introduced ah. us to A24 as a production company. I mean, I don't know if you can put them in any particular order, but what would the five films be? And if you can order them, that's a bonus. Um, I'm not going to order them by how much I like them. I'm going to do it chronologically. Smart, yeah. <laughs> so, just looking up the list here. Right, so we said five, didn't we? Yeah. Ah, okay. Do you want me to go? I'm going to oh, say... Go on. I'm going to start with Under the Skin. Yeah. Is that the... Which Scarlet wasn't Joe. on my list until I've just seen it now. Is that the... <laughs> the Scarlett Johansson in Scotland one. No. Yeah. Oh, is that that? Oh, yeah, that's something of a different film. 
Yeah. Which has a parallel to this film, as in she walked around Scotland a lot and no one recognised yeah. it. <laughs> she gets tipped out. I, 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 saw, I still haven't seen it yet. She's, I know she's naked in it. I know she's an alien who eats people or something, but I, I haven't seen it. Oh. I do want to see it's that. a good book as well. I recommend the book. It's a lot. But I, I read the book before I saw the film and it's, it's completely different. But Well, not completely different, but it, it's really good. Um, so I'm going to... Oh, okay. I'm going to miss... <laughs> I'm not going to say green room. It's great. That's it's honourable mention. Honourable mention. Um, I think Hugh, have so you seen I've Green got... Room? I think you said you had. You hadn't. So that's the same guy, uh, Jeremy Solnier, who did Blue Ruin. So that'll be a future one mm-hmm. for us. Oh yeah, yeah, Blue Ruin. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Free Fire because I love oh, that yeah. film. That was and on our list. Doesn't get the doesn't get the love it deserves. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say this film. I'm going to say Good Time. Good Time is on there. And then I'm going to say first reformed because I've been trying to get you to watch that. You song have, and I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. I just need to. I don't think. Do I don't it. know if you'll like it, but I don't know. I don't know. Another it's Ethan Hawke. Really good film. He's very talented. Yeah, and then I'm going to say the lighthouse because I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking mental, isn't it? Oh no, no, no. I'm going to take. I've missed Midsummer. <laughs> <laughs> what what loses its place for Midsummer? <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to take out. Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna have to take out. I'm gonna have to take out under the skin. Oh dear! under the skin. There you go. It's People. difficult decisions. Yeah. Hugh, top five, A twenty-four. Um, so I think I've got these in. Uh, I think they're in chronological order, but it doesn't matter if they're not. Um, Ex Machina, the yeah, twenty thirteen good film. Film, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, very, yeah, very another film that makes you feel very uneasy through the entire film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Room with Brie Larson in that's really good I want that's some, on our list to watch yeah, I haven't some, seen that yet I'm going to watch that at some point um, get him in get him in floods of tears <laughs> um, Swiss Army Man which you were saying Ben you've not seen uh, just a just a weird film <laughs> but really good yeah it's um, beautiful very very different and it's yeah it's um, very strange another strange film is The Lobster have you both seen I the knew that would be on your list yeah yeah I knew that oh, would be on your list bloody love that film it's so weird <laughs> it's just amazing have you seen um, have you seen Killing of a Sacred Deer no not yet no I know that's, that's it's the same um, director yeah uh, Lanthimos yeah. yeah yeah Killing of a Sacred Deer is a great film I should have put it on my list but... is that better than Lobster I, I think I preferred it to Lobster yeah really? I, I'm going to watch that I just love the Lobster it's so good <laughs> I just, the bit, like, just, it's just so funny as well <laughs> <laughs> the lobster's great. Just the, is I great. love some of the awkwardness and like the bit where she's explaining about the um, <laughs> the hand signals, and she was like, "Yeah, this one means I want to fuck you. This one means there's danger close, and we have to run. Those are they're very close to one another, so that caused some confusion for some time. <laughs> it's <laughs> uh, it's all beige and aubergine colours, isn't it? When that hotel yeah. thing, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah, and then finally, Kill- Killing of a Sacred Deer is is definitely darker than The Lobster, if you can imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a while since I've seen The Lobster. I must watch it again. And then I finally um, I put Midsummer on here because I really like that film. Oh, good. That's I was surprised that that made your list. Actually, well. I've just seen that Uncut Gems is on here as well, which is yeah. also an amazing film. So Safety Brothers, of course. Yeah, um, I'm kind of so I'm kind of split between the two of them, but I'll That's go. A tough call. But I'll go with Midsummer because um, yeah, it's my list. <laughs> That's well, my, why not? Yeah, no one's judging you. For mine, uh, Swiss Army Man, yeah. Good Time, The Lighthouse, Ex Machina, and Moonlight. Oh yeah, which is of course fantastic. But you know, honourable mentions. I think uh, the older ones you've said and mid nineties, which is a good film, written and directed by Jonah Hill. Right. Kind of like yeah. skate skate culture in the late eighties, early nineties. Oh no, well mid nineties. <laughs> That's the name of the film. <laughs> so uh, with that all all settled, um, we're going to go for a little break now. And after we come back, we're going to get some ratings and a quiz. So join us after the break. Any critics this week? Ratings, critics, stuff, yes. Hello and welcome back. So, we're going to start with the critical response, I think, to this film before we get to the uh, the two most important critics. Uh, I'm just going for one because it's a very fulsome, full of praise type 
uh, thing, and it's uh, it covers all the grounds. Before I do that, actually, Hugh, if you had to guess, what percentage do you think Metacritic has uh, aggregated this as film? Oh, um, hmm, like take it down. I will. I'd say seventy-eight. You, you, you're pretty close. You are good. You are quite accurate. At least it's eighty. 80, so not bad at all. So Tim Grayson from Screen Daily gave it a top marks. He said, bit of a bit of a long one this one, lads. Um, Certainly. Plenty of films revolve around heist gone wrong, but few have the desperate, grungy velocity of good time. Grungy velocity. With Rob... Oh, yeah. Grungy velocity is... Which could have been the name of the film. With Robert Pattinson like giving a raw performance... <laughs> With Robert Pattinson giving a raw performance full of gutter urgency, this powerfully immersive thriller from directors um, from the Safdie brothers crackles with unpredictability, telling the story of a two-bit criminal who finds himself running into and out of jams one nightmarish evening. Because Good Time reveals little of Connie's backstory, Pattinson must suggest a lifetime's worth of anxiety and scrappiness in just a look or an action. The actor rises to the challenge, effortlessly conveying Connie's drowned rat edginess. Again, grungy velocity, drowned rat edginess. Because he's smart and resourceful, this grubby thief emerges as an unlikely rooting interest, and much of the pleasure of good time comes from watching the character adroitly navigate through different perils. So he basically said everything. Yeah, really well written, really brilliant work there, Tim Grayson. So that was was the the critical response. I'm going to get to... The two of you, actually, and then we'll go to the socials. So, Ben, I'll start with you. How many lungfuls of acid out of ten would you give this film? Oh, well, I'm going to go for a, I'm going to go for an eight, a solid eight. Eight oh, is a very good score. Decimal places this time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I'm 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 struggling. I think eight or eight point five. I think is what I would go is for. Good? It's a very very strong film. Yeah, I do. I think it's incredibly strong. Hugh, if you had to. What score would you give it? For me, it was a seven. It wasn't. It was good, but I, I wasn't blown away by it. It's it's very well made. It's very well written. It's very well performed. It is. It's it's a bit like a bit like with you with Blade Runner, Sam. You saw what was good about it, but maybe necessarily it didn't quite move you quite the way you would have hoped. And I think this mm. with this, I think a question I wanted to ask you both is: it, it is hard, it's a hard because it's the Safdie brothers. It's hard not to compare it to Uncut Gems. And yeah. If I was to compare the two, even though they, they and they, they 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 sort of travel certain similarities, you know, they're both they, they they seem to be able to write about this kind of New York criminal sort of character very well. That's very much their niche as filmmakers. Um, they do these kind of outcast characters very well. They they really do yeah the the scuzzballs outcasty type renegade types um, yeah I agree let's let's get into some uh, some social media then so I put a little uh, little question out there you know thoughts on this how does it rank in A twenty four we've got lots and lots of replies bunch of people with very positive responses uh, Samantha Hall said I've never enjoyed watching someone be an asshole so much in my life. <laughs> Uh, which it really sums up this film really well. Uh, Magoya Montesco said, I'm Sam Blakely and I'm gay, uh, which I thought was less relevant, to be honest. Uh, I don't know. So I've, I've sort of doxed them. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, sent, I've sent some heavies around. Um, Sam Hulsizer said, in short, I've dedicated my entire personality to this movie. I won't shut up about it. I only eat at good times. I dream about it. Whenever I personally have a bad time, I feel like I'm letting this movie down. To summarise, this film kicks ass. I think they like it. Uh, Zach like uh, <laughs> Zach Wehrmilt, uh, just just again insulted and threatened me. Um, Andreas Anderson <laughs> said, if I had to describe this film with one word, I'd say it's mesmerising. And Cristiano Aldini said, the best by a long mile. We were talking about A24 films. The best by a long mile, pure and simple, lightning in a bottle. I have a feeling both Patterson and the Safties won't ever be able to, to, uh, to top it. So very fulsome praise from a lot of people. Lots of people said it's their, the best A24 film or they compared it to Uncut Gems. Um, wow. Hassan Shreif, Shreif said it's already a classic and in my opinion it will be a major player in the development of cinema in the coming decades. So some incredible praise. I mean, Jesus. I think I think Uncut Gems is better. And I think the character in Uncut Gems is far less sympathetic. I, I don't like that character. He's not a likeable guy. Yeah. Uh, I... Yeah. I think I don't know if Pattinson's character's motivation seemed a bit purer. 
because they're not about making money. In a, yeah, it's effect. not just about making money for its own sake. Yeah, it's about his hmm. brother, essentially. I can see what you mean by that. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, Adam Sandler knocked it out of the park, didn't he? It was, it was really oh, yeah. unfair I mean, to get that off. No. We, we had it. Had Adam, um, Adam Sandler and, and Eddie Murphy both did good films. Proving yeah, that they could actually yeah. But they're sort of held back by sort of not not having done that many good films. We also had a, a comment on this. I've never heard this person before. Joe, I think Blakely is how you pronounce it. Joe Blakely. He said he watched it today because obviously he's our biggest fan so he knows when we're recording and watches the film. Probably my top five A24 films. I'm not really a fan of the Safdie brothers but I enjoyed this one because he, he, he didn't really like Uncut Gems um, all that much. So yeah, lots of stuff. I also put a little um, a little poll on Twitter and I said, uh, what's the best A24 film? Half the people said Midsummer, seventeen percent said Good Time, and about a third of people said some other stuff because <laughs> Twitter doesn't give you many options for polling. Uh, oh, and last last one then on on, on Twitter, the Untitled Gaming Podcast uh, said that Arpat's really cemented himself as a good actor with this and shed the whole Twilight image, uh, which is mm. true. You know, I think this is a few years after, but this was the one that did it for a lot of people. I think. Fair enough. Yeah. Good. With that in the bag. Are you ready for a little quiz? Oh, I'm always ready for a quiz, Sam. I was, I was born quizzing. <laughs> Fantastic, that's horrible. <laughs> um, there's some easy questions and some tricky questions, some things we've already uh, covered. So, as always, Hugh, I'll ask you the question. If you get it wrong, Ben comes in to save the day. Question one, what's the name of the theme park? It's adv- Adventurer. Not Adventureland. Close. Ben? Adventureland. No, it's not. He types in Adventure yeah, on his phone. I'm typing Adventureland. I'm sure he didn't. I don't know what to tell I you. I could be wrong. I, could I don't be know wrong. what to tell sure. you. Yeah, I'm not convinced. It's, it's... Uh, question two, how old is Crystal? 16. 16, yeah. That girl's 14. <laughs> uh, question three, what is the brother's surname? Um, it's Nikas. Yeah, Nikas. Just, just on the K-A-S. point of Crystal, you know when she gets asked by the police how old she is, and she says she's sixteen. Were you guys half expecting them to say like her to say like fourteen or something, just to make it? I did a bit, more yeah, because he said you look older than that, but she doesn't. She looks fourteen, yeah, fifteen. She look, yeah, she does. Very young, sixteen. Question uh, four. Um, there's a lot of possible answers here, Hugh. Can you identify two of the prompts? that the care worker, teacher person gives the, the people at the end when she's saying cross the room, when she's playing the cross the room game. Oh, what are um, some of the prompts that either she gives or that are used? Have you ever... Has, it was either have you loved somebody or somebody or somebody loved you. I think it's something like that. That's right. Yeah, very and good. And then the other one you mentioned... Oh, what was the one you mentioned earlier? Um, something about family or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, crikey. Uh... Oh, my brain's gone dead. Oh, um, oh, I can't remember. What was it? Ben for the Ben for the save. This is a as a family member ever done something to harm you or something, done something bad. Yeah, very good. Like yeah, that. sort of family drama and that sort of thing. Ben, can you think of any more? Uh, I could probably think of some more. There's a there's a couple done by. Uh, is like, do you like certain things or something in there? I must admit, <laughs> yeah. at that point, I wasn't really watching because the credits were rolling. The credits yeah. were rolling, so, yeah. yeah. But yeah, she says things like, do, do, who likes candy? Uh, somebody says, have you seen uh, New Year's at the Rockefeller Centre? And, and a girl says, uh, who wants to be a mentor for children with special needs? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, lots of possible answers there. Last one then, this could be a really tricky oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> um, how much money? How much money does Connie's note to the bank teller say that he wants? Oh, I couldn't see how much it was. I couldn't. I didn't. I wasn't able to read the entire note. Um, I think it's yeah. sixty-five thousand dollars, isn't it? Ben, what I'm do you think? I'm wrong. I have no idea. It'd be a guess. Maybe two hundred thousand. I don't know. Uh, Hugh was correct first time. Sixty-five k. Wow. Well done, Hugh. Fantastic Yay. stuff. So you scored some points. <laughs> yeah, I think I got four um, well, yeah, so oh, no, I got three out of five. So yeah, that's great. I was wrong about the name of the uh, the fairground, but I can. I'll take. I'll take it on the chin. Oh, no. I'll remember. Yeah, you ought to. You ought to, my friend. Uh, big question then, Hugh. Is what film are we going to watch next week? Oh wait, before we do that, the the, the question I sometimes forget to ask. Um, <laughs> right, would you yeah. recommend this film? Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know who I'd recommend it to though. 
I think there'd be some people who just wouldn't be interested. I don't think it's everyone's um, cup of tea. Do you think someone's got to be like a some of the they the, the describe themselves as a cinephile or a film help. buff to to like it? Yeah, but I'm yeah. not saying you can't enjoy this if you don't like these. If you're not a massive cinema buff, I mean, yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's it's a good film. Fantastic. So you know, on that note, what are we going to watch next week? So what we're going to watch next week is we're going to go for something with a bit more mass appeal. Uh, we're going to watch Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Doom. Ooh. Indiana Jones 2. So almost exactly a year after we watched the more first Indiana Jones. More than a year now. Uh, yeah, we're going to watch Temple of Doom. In terms of the question that you were going to ask me, what do I know about it? It's the second <laughs> one. Uh, it might have Sean Connor in it, or that might be the third, the third one. one. I, and other than that, I genuinely don't know. Yeah. There might be some scenes I recognise, but I can't. I don't know what's in which film. So, yeah. Ben, you're obviously a, a fan. You've seen it presumably multiple times. <laughs> I'm, a big, I'm a big Indiana Jones fan. Ben just discussed with me. How the fuck have you not seen Indiana Jones? It's almost like I'm in the wrong. Well, um, because would, it's a beloved I mainstream just, classic that I should have well seen. seen it? This, this, this is the question I wonder now. You ask him? No. <laughs> I'm asking you. <laughs> I just find it strange that you never... I've not seen Temple of Doom I just find it strange but... that you never watched it on TV as a kid. It was like on every now and then. Look, 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 look. The, the, Hugh, the, this is a safe space oh, for this sort of judgment, right? You know, you'd never seen The Shining. And yeah, but it's, it's just, not as it if it's on at three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon when you're having your tea, is it? It just happens, Hugh. This is the whole show is a safe, non-judgmental oh, space. Now, the next question is, Hugh, <laughs> if the listener wants to email you about all the shit films, I mean, the great films you haven't seen, um, how you might they do email that? email me at samblakely1989 at <laughs> and give all the rubbish to him. <laughs> right, and then if they wanted to email at the yeah, show, the show they need to get they need to go to uh, email us at pleasewatchthis.pod at gmail.com. That's pleasewatchthis.pod at gmail.com. Wow, so they don't have to like have a heist that goes wrong or cut their face up or no, they just need steal to send, any money from an old lady's credit card. About, or, yeah, the wrong, give me yeah, shit, right? Bitter, films. bitter. Well, yeah. you know. If they want to say nice things to me, because I man the the, uh, the social media, they can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Please Watch Port. Uh, ben, if they want to get in touch with you and sort of hurl shit at you, should they just email me as well? <laughs> yeah, oh, you know, they can use their imagination, see what happens. But <laughs> 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 well, listen, in fact, one thing I would like from you is can you tell us what films you haven't seen that you really ought Ooh. to have seen by now? And please defend me in that I just haven't seen a classic and I'm sorry everybody I'm so sorry uh, it also remains to be said to Ben thank you for joining yeah. us again Ben it's always a pleasure Thanks to have you back on, ben. it's always a pleasure like to be here like movie budder fantastic like coming and go you like you like movie Yoda you'll be getting Sam doing front flips in no time <laughs> in right I'll enough be of back the Star for, Wars uh, I'll be back for first reform day, Sam. Hell yes. See you in two weeks, mate. See you in two weeks. I won't record it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, listeners, thanks very much. I love you. Huge warming towards you. And Ben, what's your feelings on the audience? Uh, yeah, they're good, aren't they? I mean, you've met my brother, <laughs> yeah. so you're probably oh, yeah, alright with our audience. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like that audience member, but the rest, um, <laughs> I think you've met my mum uh, as well, so yeah, I think you've, you've met the audience, now, so it? that's fine. Uh, I have that feeling towards <laughs> yeah. Hi, Mum. Right, well, listeners, uh, have a great yeah. week, and we'll talk to you yeah. next week. Bye. 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 Bye.